It is Monday, March the 20th, and we go back to school. Spring break was probably the fastest week of my entire life, (laughs) but it was really good. Relaxing, refreshing, spent a lot of time reading, and, uh, A lot of time spending it with God. Normally, I would play video games the entire time, but I can count on one hand uh, the times that I played. And it was actually kind of refreshing just to spend more time reading than I did anything else, and it was great. Today, we are going to look at the books of First. Second and third John. So, right now, let's get our hearts prepared for what God wants to speak to us today. Let's ask God to just come and take away any distractions or anything that is heavy on our heart. On October 31st, 1517. A priest and scholar, Martin Luther. He nailed a revolutionary piece of paper to a door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany. Now, this document contained 95, 95 opinions that would begin the famous Protestant Revolution. Now, Central to the revolutionaries' ideology was that God's grace could not be merited with good works or human performance. God's forgiveness is free, and people are saved through accepting, in faith, God's gift of salvation. But Luther did not always grasp God's grace in this way. Luther had spent the previous season of his life as a Catholic monk, obsessing over his sin and tormented by his guilt. Luther would daily spend up to about six hours confessing his sins to a priest, terrified to miss one. He said, On one occasion, if I could believe that God was not angry with me, I would stand on my head for joy. Now, in his anguish, Luther began studying the Bible, a practice that was not regular for Catholic monks. Now, in reading God's word, Luther found himself confronted with the glorious reality of God's unconditional forgiveness and grace. This is so deeply liberated and Luther just, he was free from his guilt that he dedicated his life to proclaiming God's grace and helping others find assurance 
and their own standing before God. Much like Luther did, the audience of John's letters found themselves lacking in assurance before God. Now, can you resonate? Do you ever doubt that you're saved? Or how about this? Do you ever feel held down by guilt and shame? Or do you ever worry about what God thinks of you? Now, John wrote to his audience to help them find confidence in their relationship with God. And his writing serves to encourage believers today as well. There is hope when our hearts convict us. John was writing to a network of house churches in which a group of people had left the community denying Jesus as the Messiah. And these people were spreading false teaching and stirring up disorder. Now, in the chaos and confusion, John provides a simple way to test and to prove the the genuineness of one's faith how genuine it is, right? So John advises Christians to examine their lives and ask, do I obey God's commands? Now, according to John, no one who knows God keeps on sinning without a repentant heart. And those who have God's spirit inside of them display a pattern of growing to look more like Christ. Specifically, John, he singles out loving others as a marker of becoming more like Christ. And John, John argues If God is love, how can you say he abides in you if you don't love other people? Jesus lived a life of sacrificial love, and this quality manifested in his followers' lives is proof of his presence. It can be helpful in reassuring to evaluate ourselves with these questions, but it may not always be enough. Sometimes the harsh voice of an inner critic unfairly accuses us, casting a shadow over God's love for us. And other times we might be justly convicted. Maybe the past season of our lives hasn't been characterized by love or obedience to God. Yet, there's still hope. First John chapter 3, 
verse 20 says, whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows everything. When our when our circumstance declares our guilt, there is only one voice loud enough to overpower it. And that is the pardoning of God. He is more merciful towards us than our own heart. No matter, no matter our sin, the extent of which God understands far more than we do. And God's grace, God's grace is greater. Now, after finding assurance before God for himself, Martin Luther helped a friend with a similar struggle in a letter, he advised his friend to speak this to his heart. This is what he wrote. I admit I deserve death and hell. What of it? Does this mean I shall be sentenced to eternal damnation? By no means. For I know one who suffered and made satisfaction in my behalf. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Where he is, there I shall be also. Believers are united to the perfect person and work of Christ. So, take assurance, where Christ is, there you shall be also. Today, I want you to just take a moment. I want you to take a moment to bring God any doubts or any fears, okay? And present, present it this, that's in your relationship with him. So, if you have any doubts or any fears, in your present relationship with God, just present it to him and ask him to ground you in the assurance of his unconditional forgiveness and favor. God, we thank you for this new day and this new week. And God, we just ask today that you would go with us and prepare the way before us. Lord, we love you and we magnify you and we just thank you so much for all you do all that you've done and all that you continue to do in our lives. Lord, I just pray that today that you would just touch the hearts of those that need you just to touch their hearts, heal their hearts, mend their hearts, put back the broken pieces of their hearts, God, that only you can do. You're a good God. You're a good, good father. You're amazing. And we thank you for your amazing grace.
praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Kind of like what Martin Luther did. I went around my house and put scripture in the walls. Now, I've heard of people doing this and I remember even as a kid hearing people talk about that and I was like, I want to do that one day. So I had the opportunity of doing that, knowing that I want my house to be a place where people come and break bread and celebrate life, celebrate Jesus, celebrate one another. And it's exciting to know that whatever you place on your heart today, whether it's John 3.16 or your favorite scripture. Today, put a sign on your heart that lets the world know who you belong to and who you are in Christ. Love you guys. Y'all have a great day. Be blessed. This has been your Daily Dip.